It's been too long. It's been two weeks. Two weeks. Hopefully these things aren't becoming bi-weekly. <laughs> no, no, no. Some, you know, different you stuff know? going on. And uh, no, we, we'll, yeah. we'll talk more. It's always good to exactly. catch up with you. Because this is kind of like when we actually get time to stop what we're doing. It is another Friday, and folks. connect and talk and, you know, check in about our favorite thing, sports. Exactly. The sun is setting. We are past daylight savings time now. Hey, last, yeah. time, last time we were chatted, you know, sun would set around 6.30. Now it's like 4.30. But, right. you know, you just kind of roll with the seasons. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. I actually read an article this week on uh, that, that Fast Company magazine. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't think um, I have, no. There's a girl that did her um, doctoral dissertation on that sounds like seasonal academic. behavioral disorder okay, or, de- you know, depression, seasonal de- depression. And she went to this town in Norway that's, like, almost as, so far north of the equator that they barely get a few minutes of sun in the winter. Wow. And she found that they are not depressed. And she started, and she spent a year there, and she talked to the people, and they said they just kind of embrace it. It's a time to drink warm drinks, have friends over for dinner, get underneath blankets. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And <laughs> and basically, they said it's all the attitude. And so they, they said there's never bad weather, only bad clothing. So right. and they have festivals, they bring people out, they get together. So I think it's all a matter of, you know. Mentally, how you approach it. Mind over matter. Exactly. Is what they tell you. Exactly. Let the, what do they say? Jimmy Johnson, the one great Dallas Cowboys head coach. Yeah, nice hair. Uh, yeah, very nice hair. Still now, nice. now a Fox NFL analyst. Yeah. He just said during training camp one time, he said, let the mind control the body, not the body control the mind. Mm. That's hard for a lot of people. It is very difficult. It is. I'm not sure how we start. We, this is almost going to become like a self-help podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we, we got a lot. In case you didn't know what you're listening to, uh, it's another edition of Femi and Ferrari. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot to introduce it. Uh, obviously, I'm Femi. Mike here as well in our sports office here hanging out. Um, but it's The busy, night before the night before. The night before the night before. Busy, busy weekend of sports here in the Seattle slash Northwest area. I mean, yeah. it's cup fever, Mike. Right. It's been that, cup fever for about a week now. That we weren't really like ready for completely no, Be- you know there's that potential when you come into playoffs uh for mls you always wonder and here we are kind of with the football equivalent of the super bowl right here in town on what was supposed to be a slow weekend because the huskies play friday night Cougars play saturday seahawks don't play to monday so now our, we are here, filling our weekend up with all sorts of stuff it always comes around you know it's because mm-hmm. you talk about it not being something we're expecting because you see all right they got to get through LAFC if they want to get to the MLS Cup. Who final. they had never been. Who they had never been. They right. LAFC is they were the best team in MLS history this mm-hmm. past regular season. The most goals scored, the most points, right? All of that. And Seattle went in there and just took it to them and got the win. Right. And then it's okay. You sit back. You're like, all right. Well, the, let's see how the Eastern Conference shakes out. Then, well, Toronto FC they beat NYC FC in the Eastern Conference semis and say, so, okay, so the top seed's done. Well, now they got to go play the defending champs in Atlanta mm-hmm. United. Well, let's see what happens there. They beat Atlanta United, and all of a sudden you're sitting back like, wow. Right. Uh, we're hosting. Right. Because I, <laughs> I didn't think that before that game. I yeah. said, you ready to go to Atlanta? I really thought that's how that would I was out. mentally preparing. I'm yeah. like, okay, go back to Atlanta, maybe right. another Waffle House Ex- trip. Of we'll, course. We'll see what happens. Of course. And all of a sudden, you know, that the night of the Toronto and Atlanta match, I went out, just my me, my brother, a couple buddies and stuff. We went out just at a little happy hour and stuff. I was off that day. And the, at the establishment, they had the TV on. Where'd had, you go? It, had the, it was uh, Sam's, just right down the street. Okay. Sam's Tavern, yeah. It's not too far from here, actually. Have you been to the uh, Westie yet in West Seattle? I have not it's been It's a great place to no, watch sports. No, I, need, I need to. I'm, it, I'm always looking for different little spots. And, and a good brewery up the road, Best of Hands. Okay. Yeah, like maybe a block away. Uh, with yeah, the old cow among, on top of the building. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll we should do a whole drinking, eating tour podcast one day. That would be fun. But that's cool. You had fun at Sam's. That and so, okay, you were watching so, your yeah, friends. So, yeah, we're, we we're watching the game and stuff, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was telling them. I was like, right. they were asking me, like, yeah, how was Atlanta? How was Cleveland? And I was like, oh, it was really cool. A lot of fun getting to travel with the Seahawks and stuff. And I was like, I was like, oh, well, kidding. I might have to actually go back to Atlanta. Right. Depending on how this game goes that we're watching right here. And all of a sudden, you know, they score the second goal. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, mm-hmm. Looks like I'm not going to have to travel if this holds up. Lo and behold, they win the match in Atlanta. The defending champs go down, and here we are for the third time in four years, Toronto and Seattle, but this time in the Emerald City. I had rented a car already the night (laughs) that they beat LAFC. I booked a car in Atlanta for you. So (laughs) easy to cancel. You can do that. That, That's kind of the the little travel tip. You don't have to put a deposit down to rent a car. Just make a reservation. You can cancel anytime you want. Just cancel it, yeah. Uh, 
but but there it's it's the MLS Cup. It's it's pretty cool be, for a team that's been to the playoffs every year of their MLS existence. Eleven seasons. And and to do this and and underneath Brian Schmetzer, who you know a lot of talk this week has been that he he doesn't get a lot of credit for you know doing as well as he has bringing a team back to the finals three of the past four years. He Man. took over. I mean, if people remember, he t- he took over for Siggy Schmid midway through the season of the year they went on they to win it. the cup yeah uh and so he he's an intense dude he's very funny very smart um and and i think people are really going to start thinking that you know he's one of the best coaches on any level that come through seattle i mean with the consistent every coach is measured by consistency yeah. right and and he's and he's done he's done that yeah it's one of those things that's like you almost judge a coach by their off seasons like oh when mm-hmm. the team is down how do they perform and when the Sounders are down, they get knocked out in maybe the first round of the playoffs. That's right. a that's a down year for some teams. Heck, they would take that all day, every day. Yeah. If you tell them at the start of the season, yeah, you'll make the playoffs and lose in the first round, they'll be like, sign us up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, but I love this round of the playoffs. I think it suited this team in kind of yeah. the way they played. That whole aggregate goal scoring. <laughs> you're obviously a big fan. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> dumb. But this just, you know, you're not getting back on your heels and you're content with the tie. Yeah. on the road or something like that because it's weighted differently. Uh, it doesn't allow teams to do that. It, someone's going home. Yeah. You better absolutely empty the tank it, because it, it might be you. It definitely does kind of change the mentality, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of folks who follow the MLS, mm-hmm. you know, if you follow the MLS, you likely follow a lot of European soccer and stuff like, like that. Like you. You're a big and, yeah, soccer yeah, guy, a, especially a big soccer in the Saturday guy. mornings, yeah. right? Yep. Premier League mornings. you got to yeah. get up on board. Who's your favorite uh, Champions League slash Premier League I'm a Liverpool guy. Team? Liverpool yeah. guy, right. You'll never walk alone. Liverpool guy. Nice. Uh, they won the Champions League last year, finished mm-hmm. second in the Champions League the year prior. So, pretty good club right now. Top of the standings in the Premier League. They've right. never won the Premier League, so we'll see how it all unfolds. Right. They were, they were top of the standings last year. Uh, until Manchester City just went on a crazy run, but I digress. Right. Um, but, you know, it's like when you get used to seeing that aggregate kind of scoring, it's a home-and-home home kind of thing. And the home-and-home home thing does provide for some dramatics. Let's say a team is down 3-0 going into that second leg, right. and they just go for it, so it creates an, a wide-open soccer match. But there's nothing like a single elimination. It's why we love the Game 7s. It's why we love the NFL right. playoffs. It's why we love March Madness. That single elimination, hey, today and this day only will decide who advances. There's nothing really like that in sports. Right. And I I like that because you, you talk about when you're talking about um, the NCAA tournament, right? Mm-hmm. You better win or you go home. I mean, how many how many teams have their just yeah. world shattered? 32 teams within, you know, 48 hours of each other, right? Done. And the NCAAs. <laughs> and so I don't think that in, that sudden death, feeling was part of MLS until this year. Yeah. I, I know it got me more excited because I'm like, oh, okay, great. Five days are going to go down to Houston mm-hmm. and then whatever. <laughs> it, it, it just added something more to it. it, it it's fantastic. Well, so. each each match felt like an event. Right. You know, it's like, hey, because every match you go into, it's like, the season could end tonight. Mm-hmm. And how important is playing at home, too? Exactly. They get the first one. They play FC Dallas. They get that one. And that was a dramatic match. Mm-hmm. That felt like a year ago. Triple overtime? But it, was, it, it, went, into, it that, went into extra time. They had their two times. But, but, it, was, then, uh, but it was 4-3. Yeah. The Sounders right. able to beat FC Dallas. Jordan Morris scored the hat Because you can't have triple overtime soccer. Yes, I'm thinking of basketball. <laughs> you're okay. You're yeah. okay. It's, it's, it's the season. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Jordan Morris scores the hat trick yep. in that. And, that. and that was just such a big afternoon. And you see the crowds going crazy, and the Sounders are like, all right, yeah, we got through that one. All right, now we'll see what happens here. And then Real Salt Lake, they end up winning. So it's like, okay, we're playing RSL. Let's see what happens. And I want to cover that game that I believe was a Tuesday night or mm-hmm. might have been a Thursday night. Maybe the days are mixing up now. Yeah. But festive atmosphere. Everybody was just kind of on edge. It's nil-nil at halftime. Nobody knows, hey, we're going to get extra time. Could they lose? Who knows what happens? Yeah. They win 2 Why do you say nil-nil? That's just that's Is just because you watch soccer? I think that's what it is. Because it's 0-0. Zero, zero. In soccer, it's nil-nil. It's just, you know, one-nil, two-nil, nil-nil. Does it add some... I'm not being a jerk here. No, no. Like, I, I does mean, it add like something more to like I'm talking about soccer? So it's one nil. It is. It, it is for sure because a soccer. Soccer thing. uses love it, and all that it, stuff. It's yeah. it's the same reason as to why they like why do they call it a pitch instead of a field? Right. It's just a soccer thing. 
<laughs> you know, they do well, a lot of things so- different. Why are they called supporters and not fans? Right. It's a why thing. do they list the home team <laughs> first, s- first instead of second? Second, it's which really thing. annoys the heck. Out that of and if you're a soccer fan, you probably look at us and it's like, why? Why do you put this, the home team second? You know, right. it's, it's it's just you know, it's that's just fun. <laughs> Like are there little things they do to make themselves different, but it's it, that's it's just one of those niche sports to where it's yeah. well it's, it's or, not or a niche sport niche yeah niche <laughs> it's niche in America <laughs> other place it, it's it's religion elsewhere it might even be right. more important than religion for a lot of people in, right. globally. Do you think a zero zero tie is a beautiful game? <laughs> it's it's always a beautiful game, but like zero zero. You know what they say is beauty is in the eye of the, whole, of the beholder, though. You know, it's I just think. Sports to me are 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 the one thing in this world where you can draw your own conclusions on a lot of things. These have winners and losers. They have some definition. You know that's what I love about baseball. They will play until somebody wins on a field that has never changed. You know, sixty feet six inches, mm-hmm. ninety feet to the bases. The, the 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 dimensions and parks are different. But you know what I mean. Like to me, when when they tie a soccer game. I I feel like there's an hour and a half of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just being honest, which well, is why I, I think I love the sudden death of the class. Well, and that, well, the thing is, like, with the the with the draws, they're draws, they're not ties. Tied. Mike, come sorry, on, come on, Sorry. get get get, get it together. So if you had here. a nil nil draw, <laughs> exactly, you're content. No with zero that. zero ties or nil nil draws. Right, but <laughs> the game can still <laughs> the game can still be beautiful. I've seen some matches that are. Awesome magic. Last year, in, it was like last October, Liverpool played Man City. Mm-hmm. Nil-nil draw. It was a fantastic match. There's been Man United-Arsenal matches that have gone nil-nil. Sure, sure. And sometimes you get a 2-2 match that, you know, maybe a, a handful of things broke right, but outside of that, the match was kind of boring. Right. So, you know, it's just it's just like how in a football game where a 10-7 game can be exciting right. versus like a 38-35 game, it's like, okay, well, there was just no defense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just that it's it's kind of you know what flavor. So you're talking about the NBA. <laughs> 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 you're really into basketball at this point. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No. But um, no, but I mean because of no defense. Yes, no. I've been picking what you're. That's why I like college hoops better than the NBA because I feel like they play defense in college. Yeah. I'm more of an NBA guy, me personally. Having yeah. grown up here, uh, it's a. I mean, sure. You know, it's the Seattle market. You know, mm-hmm. just as well as anyone, it's a pro sports market. Yeah. You know, so pro sports fan uh, is how I grew up. Yeah. But, uh, but I like I like college. I, I think college is cool. Mm-hmm. But what I here we are. We're just going. We're yeah. Like How did we get to college? We're basketball. pinging all over. Oh, by the way, James but, Wiseman, he's playing tonight. Yeah, he might seriously. be ineligible tomorrow. From Memphis. Though. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy your enjoy your <laughs> yeah. game. Um, what, it's funny though. They're covering it like it's an impeachment hearing. <laughs> Breaking news. Bring what, in Jay Billis. I think those might be Tuesday. Maybe I heard. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the, what I used to love about college is. You you would get to know the guys as college players every year in the tournament, and mm-hmm. for a long time, even a player uh, college like Duke didn't have guys leave for the pros. I remember when Corey Maggette was the first to leave. Early. Yeah, big deal. And that was a huge deal because they, that was the beginning of me personally not knowing the players as well because they were jumping. And I and then that you know you could watch a guy and say, oh okay, he's going to go play in you know Toronto. Cool. I remember he played three years at Duke as fan, and you have an interest. Yeah. Now I barely, I barely know who these players are. By the time they get to the league, unless they're these front, front line, the front line guys, is Zion Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean Zion was a special talent. I mean, they, yeah. because he, they they marketed and put him in a nice place, and I, I yeah. Now I'll I'll look for New Orleans highlights when he finally comes back. Exactly. But would I know who Zion Jones was? You know that played. You, on some team from Marquette that could have gone on a you know four year run. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I'm sorry. We're talking about soccer. We went to no, basketball. yeah. For some reason, we can you tell I've been looking forward to talking to you. So, yeah, right. it's been a while. We, you know, yeah. we're, just, we're just going all over the place. So it's it's good that we kind of. It's kind of my brain, though. You know, but we, we talked it's about we don't, we don't have a rundown for this show. Typically, I'll kind of write out jot down about four or way, five actually. things. But yeah. now we're just kind of going off, right? You know, seeing seeing what seeing where this uh, ship takes us. But uh, the match Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sounders, Toronto FC. Yeah, it's a it's a big one. Obviously, MLS Cup final up for grabs. Uh, these two teams kind of been the the standard you can call them. Yeah, uh, in the MLS, you know, it's anytime you're gonna, it's almost like a Warriors Cavs situation back when uh, when LeBron was in Cleveland. You know, it's like these just these same teams mm-hmm. always meeting, and it's in the West, it's Seattle, in the East, it's Toronto. 
And you know, it's this almost feels like it's the the it's the third leg of the trilogy is the way I've been calling it. This right, week. the rubber match. It is the rubber match. They don't they don't have to play it in twenty degree weather. That is, I, I think everyone is very thankful. That we I'll have be sunny, honest with you, as I had this nice, thought yeah. coming in today, looking at CenturyLink, it's going to be sold out. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some people. Was it a live look or was that? It was a, it was a live look. <laughs> a live and look at Some <laughs> aggressive driver lady and a red VW Jetta almost hit me, so I kind of come back to because I was going to get my credentials up by five. <laughs> but I had this thought. I'm like, 70,000 people, you're going to have some people in that building crazy enough that will be watching their first Saunders game ever will be for an MLS championship. Yeah. If they lose this game, it'll be the biggest dud moment in Seattle sports history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... I mean, I mean, it's, I, I'm, Paul, what else would well, we the, Well, the Sonics lost game seven of the finals here in Seattle the year but, before they won but, the but, championship. But, but they had a series. But, they, yeah, that was a series, season, yeah. Was that, that, that the Mutombo grab? No, no, no. That was... Oh, that, 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 that This was from the, the, the Jack Sigma days in the 70s. Oh, jeez, yeah. So, I, so, I, was, yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> you weren't covering the team back then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, 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 the year, I can see why you might think so. <laughs> the, the, the year before they won the championship against the Bullets, they lost to the Bullets in seven games, and that year they had home court advantage. So they lost that okay. game set, but then they came back the next year and then they won it. But they won that one; they clinched it. In, in How Washington, about this? DC. It'll be the biggest dud moment in Seattle sports among those people who are living. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a bigger dud moment in Seattle sports, Paul? Can you, can you think of one? I can't think of one. I mean, Maybe. in this town, like a forty-nine. No, I'm talking about in this town. In this town. In, in this city, Does like it have of, to be here. Yes, has to be. Has to be in the city. I, I I can't remember. I mean, Super Bowl Forty Nine was that. That's got its own like apartment building. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's I mean, like a. The different. Bears not making the World Series every time when they made the championship series. I guess the O one. But O one that that the, the end their season. That, the that, was, series? that series was that clinched in the Bronx though. The O one series, the ALCS for the Yankees. The Yankees it Mariners. Was there. Yeah, I think it was clinched yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah. I mean, that would have been pretty depressing because Lou they lost here and then Lou said they're going to go that's, to New York and win it and then and they, they lost all three. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I remember that. I was eleven years old at that time. Yeah. That was a good baseball team until they got that was destroyed. Great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think of you, you uh, know. But I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, but with that, I'm not just saying all oh, that. There's a lot of pressure on those dudes. There is. They, I mean, Toronto comes. They got nothing to lose. They're not there expected is. to win. And you talked to Taylor Twelman today. What do you say about? That? Yeah, no, he did mention the pressure because I asked him about just hey seventy thousand and rave green the home mm-hmm. field advantage and he says yeah obviously you would love the home support I mean seventy thousand cheering for you is better than seventy thousand who hate you sure but with that said like we mentioned it I think it might have been a couple of weeks ago heavy is the head that wears the crown mm-hmm. and the sounders now all the pressure is on them all the hype they've been hearing it all week long and if if they don't win or if they lay an, lay an egg it's really deflating moment so right. it's, it's almost like he says he's looking for the Sounders how do they play in the first 15 to 20 minutes that's kind of going to dictate mm-hmm. what happens to the match if they can settle in play their game they're knocking the ball around but if it's kind of jittery if it's kind of just a little just skinetic and just not that great then it, it could be difficult to see how things kind of turn out for them and then that pressure and then you get a little bit tight yeah and Toronto's a good team they're they, very good. I thought Atlanta had a pretty good environment that night, and they rolled in there and they won the, the game. The defending champs, they yeah. pack it 72,000 strong, and Toronto went in there, took care of business, took care of business against NYCFC. Yeah. So they know what it takes to go into hostile environments. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the know-how, as right. people like to say in soccer. Yeah. Um, and they're not afraid. They've beaten the Seattle team in, t- in 2017. I mean, they lost to them earlier this year, but they know what it takes that was to, here, right? to lift a trophy. Three- Two, I think. Yeah, three two. They yeah. lost them in April, but uh, mm-hmm. they know that, what it that, takes. That's, to a, win a, that's a lifetime away, as I, far as the season goes, right? I, mean, they're two I, I asked the I asked the Toronto keeper, and I said, "Hey, that, like, how much do you take away from the match?" He says, "Not nothing, really." Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just like it was so long ago. Yeah. So that's I mean, Westberg, you know. right? Yes. He looks like Bryce Harper. He does, yeah. Almost yeah. Looks like Stephen Fry. Right. I asked Fry who had the better beard, <laughs> yeah. and Fry said, he yeah. could have the beard, I'll take the trophy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fry does have a pretty impressive beard, He, he does. I couldn't imagine Very without impressive. a beard. That'd be, that would be weird. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm a poet. I don't know. You look at, yeah. Yeah, even Bryce Harper, you look at him, what, what would he look like without a beard? Did he, did he have know. a beard when he the entered Keebler the big What's that? Did he have a beard when he entered the big leagues? I think he, I think he did. I think he did, too, because I can't there remember the There was some video time. of him when he hit with the Nats right after they drafted him before he was on the big Clean league shaven? roster and I think he doesn't have a beard man that's gonna yeah. be weird 
Not totally sure. Maybe he might have he might have been clean shaven. For some reason now, I feel like I can see an image in my head of him mm-hmm. not having a beard. Yeah. But then I don't know if that image is real or maybe it's from high school. But he he feels like he was probably one of those kids yeah. that had a beard in high school. Well, and then the interesting thing about Harper as we continue just to go all over the map. Yeah, he's a Philadelphia Philly. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. he he um he went into a JUCO league that swung wood wood bats after getting his GED. Yeah. So he he finished yeah. high school. He didn't finish in high school. No, get prepared for yeah. the bigs. You know, yeah. there it is. Is that Paul the photo Simon with Harper the with no there beard? It is. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's a little five o'clock shadow, but you know, it's not. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's. Thanks, that, Paul, for the thank picture you. Yeah. Assist. Google images, wonderful thing. It really yeah. is. To talk yeah. about technology, but we're doing man. a post game show too, so that's why I want them to win. Selfishly, yes. Yep. Post game shows are a lot more fun when you're talking about a victory. Mm-hmm. Versus a loss, and you got goggles today. I got Tell goggles. Why they gave you goggles? Uh, you know, sometimes in these victory locker rooms for championships, yeah. a champagne shower right. might uh, break out. <laughs> and <laughs> it, 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 I don't—I've never experienced champagne in the eyes, but I've heard that it burns mm-hmm. like a sensation that you've never felt before. Oh, wow! So, like <laughs> so I will be wearing goggles in the locker room in case I'm not going to walk in with the goggles but if I see some plastic being put up to cover the lockers you're all like a goggle holster exactly I might need to wear a fanny pack or something you know who knows do you have a fanny pack I do not okay my girlfriend does but (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'll borrow your fanny pack yeah why Femi I have never put my goggles in it since when do you wear goggles since I might be getting wet in the champagne celebration (laughs) yeah it worked you know sometimes I need them that's fantastic (laughs) Uh, do you have a prediction for the for the match? What do you, what do you think happens? I, Russell said they win three one. Russell, that's Wilson aggressive wins. for a yes. final. Taylor Twellman, when I asked him, I didn't ask him oh, for a prediction yeah. because yeah. he can't. I mean, he's calling the game, so sure, he can't yeah. really give. Kind of like, like Herb Street when they do picks at games. He's at yeah. my exact thought. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm not going to ask him that. Right. But I asked him what kind of match we could expect to see because finals tend to be kind of sparring matches, mm-hmm. cagey, kind of like nobody really wants to overextend to then expose themselves. Uh, but he thinks that it might not be that way. He thinks that these teams might get after it, and if there's an early goal, you'll for sure see a, a wide-open game. Yeah. He thinks it could be a 2-1-3-2 type of thing. I just maybe after so many years of watching soccer, I refuse to believe that we'll get a final that's like 3-2 or mm-hmm. 4-3. Sounders 2-1. Sounders 2-1? Sounders 2-1. Well, I'm hoping for a score that is not nil-nil. Nor would I like a draw. You don't want to PK? Well, hey, we're not going to get a draw. We'll go extra time, and extra time is no, a guaranteed no, I 30 minutes. The words yeah. I, I think the Sounders are going to win this match 4-2. to 4-2. to so 4-2. You're going again. I think there's going to be some offense. You agree with Taylor, and yeah. you agree with Russ, mm-hmm. projecting four goals. And, and the, the silent assassin, Rui Diaz. Raul Rui Diaz. Roman was calling him. He was, did you hear the story when they were talking about him in the LAFC? He was talking about how he, when he arrived here in Seattle, and he had a that black jeans and a black t-shirt and put these black sunglasses on he looked like an assassin on the tarmac That's <laughs> now he calls him the assassin he, he so, is he, yeah. he puts him away God. that's for sure man some of his goals in that LA game yeah he awesome, so. I think LAFC might be thinking about him for the entire offseason yeah he put out a performance <laughs> there we won that many games they and will, that little guy beat us they will see Raul Rui Diaz in their nightmare mm-hmm the Grim Reaper, the, Grim- the Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> if he's coming to your town, yeah. look out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what he does on, on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, it should be a fun match. Uh, I can't wait for it. You yeah. know, um, being a soccer fan, uh, having grown up in the area, and now to see an event like this. I mean, the only thing that's going to top it is maybe 2026 if the World Cup, if there's some matches that get to be played here in Seattle. Well, FIFA would be uh, dumb. They would be if, really if stupid. After what, it would after be what really just happened stupid. with those many seats gone, yeah. You know, if you didn't have a World Cup match here, you know, and that I mean, if it, if if grass is the problem, they just bring grass in. Just bring it in. They, 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 that's, they, always, they do that everywhere. They've done yeah. it at other venues. Just bring the grass in, mm-hmm. and no problem. Because they give that turf to a high school or someone exactly, needs, and then they get a reason to get new turf. Exactly, and have someone else pay for it. I've, so. I don't know if they've done that in the past. I've I've seen a, a World Cup qualifying game played here. Uh, I've seen a Gold Cup game played, mm-hmm. and. No problem. So just yep. bring in some grass, and you're going to get a fun atmosphere, a region, a market, a city that embraces the game. Mm-hmm. You're not going. I mean, you might have bigger stadiums elsewhere, nicer, newer stadiums. But if you want a true, authentic North American soccer experience, 
There's no better place than Seattle. Yeah. Nice July day. Could you imagine oh, my that? gosh. That, I mean, I'm not sure yeah, World Cup's about – is it June to July? Yeah. yeah. So, my so, God. You get a Seattle summer day here, 75 plus degrees. Plus, guys, you know they're not playing in Orlando in, like, 98 degrees. Seriously. And, you know, 80%. Hey, guys, want to go so. down to Texas? <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, thanks. Although, Texas will get very good. Uh, drawing just because how many people live yeah, down there playing Jerry's World exactly cool. you already know Jerry's World they're going to get a good game he always that, does that place is ridiculous he somehow finds a way yep um, but yeah that's that's what's going on here for this weekend tonight though mm-hmm. Huskies football and basketball football season has been kind of bleh, not <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> Dogs funny. are going against That's Paul's Oregon State Beavers. Shout out to Corvegas. Yeah. yeah. You know? Have you been to Corvallis? I've been twice. To I love Corvallis. I like it a lot, too. That is actually. a great college town. It really is. And just kind of, even like how it's off the highway and mm-hmm. just kind of in its own space. And the Willamette Valley. Yeah, it's just a cool <laughs> spot, man. Uh, it's a great stadium. I've never seen a football game there, but I've Neither been in the I. stadium. Yeah. And I, I really like Jonathan Smith. I think he's a cool guy. Yeah. He, he was really even Former keel. Husky OC. Yeah. And I and I think with that, you know, they've achieved they achieved greatness with Jonathan Smith as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. They have not really done that with Bush Hamden. They had, they had, they had I mean, Bush led him to the Rose Bowl. I mean, it was the OC last year. Uh, but I, I just think he and Peterson worked really well. I love seeing those former coaches going against their, their bosses. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's such a chess match. And mm-hmm. who's going to get tricky? Who's going to do something different tonight first? You know they both are, right? Oh, yeah. But who's going to get away with it? So, and, I, you know, I, st- I was doing some radio with Guard Swanson earlier today. And oh, how's Guard doing? I haven't seen him in a he's while. He's good. He does the Husky yeah. pregame, you know, but yeah. they don't have a stud. They just don't have studs. Like like the Burke Hervins, the Miles Gaskin would bail them out. Blue, uh, blue chippers. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of talented players. Who are collectively good, but no one is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean Easton could be, but I don't I don't I wonder how much that time I, off has hurt him. I would argue maybe Hunter Bryant might might be able to make an argument for him, but he could but I don't but, see him in critical moments. Yeah. You know, all the time. Yeah. I mean in one no, of the Pac twelve championship fair. games, he got loose against Utah, made a beautiful catch down the seam and cut across into the end zone and scored, and then you didn't see, see him the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, there's just things that, I mean, he's if he's going to be that go-to guy, I'm sure in the NFL level, maybe a different offense. But, um, but yes, I, I do see – I know, I was going to say, yeah, covered you know him, that right? guy the last yeah. three years, you know? Shout um, out to the Zags. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yes, he's got that awesome potential. I mean, body size, everything else. But for right now, I mean – Kind of all started with that lightning storm against Cal, and it's been kind it's of been a, weird a rough ride ever since. since. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what happened because I mean, obviously they, they play Eastern Washington, everything mm-hmm. goes well. Eastern, oh, you and wow, I would look good against great. Eastern. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. the Eags are a yeah. talented team, although they're having a rough year this year. Yeah, so maybe that was an indication of what's to come here. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but that's college football, though. You got to yeah. reload. Guys don't stay forever. Yeah, there is no tough. free agency portals to a degree. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> but for the most part. It is what it is. Yeah, it's kind of difficult. Just like you mentioned that lightning strike, things kind of go haywire that game. Yeah. Um, then afterwards, then you get they they beat BYU, they beat Hawaii. It's like okay, three and one. Let's see kind of mm-hmm. how things go. Beat USC. It's like okay, maybe they're kind of maybe they, they had, maybe they had their one scare in the corner. At SC. Yeah, you I, thought I really that because when when they beat SC, I was like okay, maybe this could be the defense looked great because it was like you, not letting anything happen. You looked at it, you saw Oregon. Mm-hmm. You saw Utah, both at home. You thought you'd get one of those two. You thought you'd get one. I thought you could win both. Right. But then, then, then they go down after SC and lose to Stanford. Right. And that, I think, is when really the the red flags really started to wave furiously. It's like, hey, how do you lose to this Stanford team? They're playing a second-string quarterback. Right. You know, they haven't really moved the ball on anyone. Their defense hasn't been great. And here they are just kicking your yeah. tail up and down up the and field. Down. And then you lose that game, and you come home and say, okay, well, if we beat Oregon, if we beat Utah, we can still salvage the season and win a conference title. You're up against Oregon, double digits, you lose that game. You're up against Utah, mm-hmm. double digits. I'm not sure if it was double digits. Maybe it was. Because they start out good, and then they, they just But, but you lose finish. that game. Yeah. yeah, you can't finish. And now here you are at 5-4, and four, or 
not even bowl eligible, and we're in November. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, what do you make of this Husky season? It's 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 kind of disappointing because you know it's granted they didn't have the experience, they lost a lot of it, but they're still talented guys on this team. Mm-hmm. So you wonder, it's like maybe there's just not the leader on the team. But you see a guy like a Nick Harris, he's kind of stepped into a leadership role, right? But defensively, for sure. That, I think, is where you're lacking some of the leadership. Maybe Miles Bryant has tried to take on that role, but... You know, it's you don't. You need have, a linebacker to lead you. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't have. You defense, don't have a Ben yeah. Burkirvan or mm-hmm. a or a Keyshawn Bierio or a Nazim Victor. Right. Someone that's just kind of like, hey, that alpha mentality of like, hey guys, this is how we do things, mm-hmm. and we're gonna take it to this other team. We're gonna toe the line a little bit, but you know, hey, this is what we do. Yeah. If I'm if, if I'm gonna miss the tackle, then you can be there to help me clean exactly. it up. Exactly. I'm not gonna rely on you solely for the tackle. Exactly. I'll, I'll do my job. And and that's just it. Just seems missing from this Husky team that. But, Really hasn't been, the, and you know, twenty last year wasn't the best year. Twenty seventeen, I mean, they they lost and they mm-hmm. made it to the Fiesta Bowl, so like that wasn't the cleanest year. But those teams, they still had those stud players. Right. And this year, and Miles was yeah. one of my favorite Huskies of all yeah, time. Yeah, Gaskin, is awesome. local boy, O'Day High School. Yeah, and, and he and he just, you know, he, he remind me of. Um, remember, Ruben Mays played for the Saints. Just yeah. kind of a shifty back. He's cougar. Um, just guys like that just got it done. Just chipped away, chipped away at you. Break those big runs, you know. A great run in the snow Miles had against yeah. Washington State. Oh, he tore him I up. Mean, he always tore him up. a couple of steps, get that second level, and he takes off. I I wonder though. I have found some of Chris Peterson's comments <clears throat> to be a little interesting <clears throat> lately with their struggles. I wouldn't say he is dismissive of his team's inability to finish. But I think he's putting it on his team to figure out how to finish. I mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this is you know I, I think this is a more frustrating year for him than it indicates. It feels like it. Yes. Then and then he'll let show. You wonder and I guess I always wonder of how much are the coaches at fault, how much are the players at fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always the they each side can share the pie, you know, because the coaches right. have not been perfect. I think Peterson has been stubborn at points during the season with what maybe he's allowing Bush Hamden to call, mm-hmm. or maybe maybe it's Bush Hamden that's being stubborn. I don't know which. But there's been times where I think the the approach offensively has not been the best. But then there's also been times where I think the players just really haven't executed. And I think that's really the overall frustration. Maybe Maybe both sides are frustrated with each other, you know. You never know, really. But it's it's just really kind of been a weird husky season. As I think we got a visitor here yeah. for our pod. I, but I have a question Eric, for Eric you after that. All right, what's yeah. going on? Hi, Eric, yeah. our chief photographer. Yeah, it's uh, what's going on? How we doing? What, what, what you good. what you got on the mind? You want to say hi to the people? It's all Sounders all the time right now. What are you guys talking we just, about? Though? We just talked about that already. Yeah, oh, yeah, we kind of you, you missed got, the you I missed the A block. Late. Yeah, yeah, I got here late. We're in yeah. the B block now. All right, all right, I'll move on. Thank you, Eric. Let me come see you later. I'll stop by. That's great. Excellent. <laughs> we told you, folks, we're always people yeah, coming in and out all sure. the time. You know, I, I have happened. a question for you, yeah. kind of based on what what you just said in regards to you know the kids find their way, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you have a family car f- for a vacation and dad's driving, everybody collectively can be kind of aware of, of where they're going. However, if they get lost, who gets blamed? It's dad. Dad. It's driving. If you have a car full of grown-ups and everybody collectively you should know where they're going. Isn't it kind of like a group like, okay, well, I should have seen that. I should have helped you. I should have been a better co-pilot. There's some responsibility. But we have a car full of kids. Everything's on dad. Yeah. Chris Peterson's dad. Yeah. It's not, he's not Pete Carroll. No. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got to lead the it, way. It's and his so program. He's got to. It's his car. And we don't know what goes on behind the, because, no. I mean, it's the Fort Knox of college football over there. <laughs> I mean, geez. Gosh. So who, who knows what goes on? You know, perception, like reality, central intelligence, all those things. Yeah, you know, um, maybe let off the gas a little bit in, in that regard. Maybe not be treated like a top secret. You know, we have a cure for tarantula bites over here. No. You know, so <laughs> things like that. Honestly, I don't know. But the magic anyways, elixir. We got, we got to talk about Seahawks before we're done, though. We really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Huskies are taking on Oregon State tonight, seven thirty. Uh, if you're listening to this tonight. You'll probably listen while you're watching the game. You listen to it tomorrow. You probably 
understand what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Husky basketball, real quick, also, before we get to Seahawks. They are playing Baylor in Alaska for the Armed right. Forces Classic. Exciting season. 16th-ranked Baylor. 16th-ranked Baylor. The dogs, though, got two highly touted freshmen, one mm-hmm. of which is local Jaden McDaniels, Federal Way kid. Top 10 recruit, and then mm-hmm. Isaiah Stewart, who everybody's excited about. He is an East Coast kid, but he is the number three recruit and yeah. is going to be a high NBA draft pick. There's their one and done thing again. Bobby. There's that one and done thing. Going again. There, yeah. there is one and done, but hey, yeah. for that one season, it will be very exciting yeah. to that, watch them play basketball. That's what sunk Romar, the one and done. It did. It did. So we'll see how Hopkins deals with it. We'll, he we'll seems see. to be reloading, reloading pretty well. He He's very well. We'll see how Husky basketball does. Quade Green, also, mm-hmm. Kentucky transfer. Media eligible. Eligible. Yeah. So let's see the dogs. Let's see how they roll. Maybe back-to-back tourney appearances. We'll see what happens I think so. later on this season. Yeah. But to the Seattle Seahawks, they play on a Monday. So it'll be a blue Monday. We're not having blue right. Friday today because the game right. is on Most Monday. Monday's blue for a lot of people. I think for a lot of people. Blue but Monday. sometimes when the Seahawks went on Sunday, right. that Monday turns from blue to victory Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's true. So it's a blue Monday come Monday. Uh, right. Seahawks taking on the lone unbeaten team in the NFL the San Francisco 49ers, led by that vaunted defense. Mm. What stands out in that matchup to you, sir? The defensive line, for sure. Nick Bosa is a beast. Not only could he win defensive player of the year, or defensive rookie of the year, but he could win defensive player of the year. Yeah, talk about some blue yeah, chips and studs. Seven sacks right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got DeForest Buckner. Uh, they Oregon got, guy. Um, what, what's his name? Came from Kansas City. Uh, D. Ford. D. Ford. Yep. Um, and my goodness, the stat I, I saw last night was they might be the first defensive line to have four players with 10 sacks or more since they started recording Jeez. sacks as a statistic in 1982. Talk about a fearsome foursome right there. So, <laughs> Russell, you, we haven't seen him run much. He's going to be like rookie season type running just to stay alive. Yeah. Quick throws, on the move, a lot of play action stuff because they have to do something. Um, but if they don't get on these guys quick, you know, but again, pressure's on them. Pressure's on the Niners. Probably have the it biggest is. home crowd they've had since they moved in that stadium in 2014. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're 8-0. They, you see it happen a lot to good teams, the Patriots, things like that. That that happens. Um, you know, but you would think, my goodness, they, they had Thursday night football in the bye, right? I mean, like most teams do. But yeah. that, that's a solid 10 days. Or so they're going to feel pretty good, but maybe there's some cobwebs and – so maybe, like maybe got fat and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the extra day for the Seahawks, I think they're a team that uses that well. They, they, I, I don't think they can make it like a definite practice, but I think they make it like no. a work day. Yeah, they kind of make it a work and day. And I don't think they can mandate guys to come in by NFL rules, but I think they come in anyways. Yeah. They, you know, you just assumed you'll be there <laughs> type of stuff. It's so, not mandatory, but we expect yeah. to see you. But a great week <laughs> to have that happen with Josh Gordon and, and have some extra time for him and Russell maybe to connect. And I'm not so sure he plays. We'll see because he had an ankle deal. I don't know what he did with practice today, if he yeah. sat out or not. But um, I, I hope they win. I hope they beat the 49ers. 40, 49er fans, like, we we went to the Super Bowl 49, and there was six of us that took a RV. Wow. And we were in our, <laughs> we were in an RV. So it was, it was a lot of patience. Really a lot of fun. It was one of the funnest <laughs> things I've ever done. And we drove from here to Phoenix. And we stopped, uh, and we met up with Seahawks fans along the way. And the Bay Area Seahawks fans wanted to meet in the 49ers parking lot in Santa Clara. So we met them down there and we had this 12 flag. The people signed along the way. We took some pictures and we took a picture and NBC Sunday Night Football retweeted my picture of this whole group of us in front of the 49ers stadium. Not doing anything like bad about the 49ers, but it was a good big parking lot to meet at. And yeah. So we did that. No kidding, Femi. I got death threats for about four weeks. Oh my don't you ever show your face in San Francisco? <laughs> I will kill you. So I mean, like, I've so never, Monday, Mike is yeah. flying to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I put my head down. I put my head down. Do we need to get you a disguise? Oh, or, like, is this what you're, is this, this is a cry for help. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> 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 yeah. In. Like, like, is there anything? That so like, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they are in the Niner Empire, as they call themselves, are an intense bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've it's a fan base that experienced a lot of success in the '80s. I mean, you win four Super Bowls in a decade. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to become very intense. Uh, and they won another one in the '90s. Uh, 
sandwiched in between the Cowboys three and four years, but right. I digress. Yeah. Uh, but but you know they've had a, they haven't had a lot of success recently until this year. Yeah. You know they like, they they had the Harbaugh years where Harbaugh mm-hmm. kind of reinvigorated, reignited the whole franchise, and then after that kind of tailed off. There were some ego battles there that uh, didn't allow that to continue. Mm-hmm. But now with Kyle Shanahan, they finally are healthy. The quarterback is healthy. This is year three under the Shanahan and John Lynch regime. Right. And they really have put together one of the more impressive rosters in the yeah. NFL. I mean, they're not 8 no by accident. Right. It's not, I mean, I know people say that, oh, well, look who they play. They haven't really, I'm like, yes, they haven't really played that many good teams, but look at their margin of victory. Mm-hmm. It's like 18 and a half. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. they're I mean, doing what good teams do teams to bad, bad. teams. Yeah. And you talk about who they play. I mean, they, they have put 51 points on the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And you know? They and a, just, and a they team that some people thought people. would go there and beat them. So yeah. they became for real that night. It, it's it's really an impressive team. And, you know, the Seahawks, if anything, to me the Seahawks right now look like smoke and mirrors. It looks mm-hmm. like it's a kind of a... 14 sacks. Yeah, they're 7-2, they and two, but runs. they're more of like a 4-4 four and four kind of team. Mm-hmm. But if they... If they win Monday, that erases all of that. Yep. Seven runs of 20 or more yards this season, fourth in the NFL in that category, which yeah. is one you don't want to be in. Um, John Lynch, though, if you look, we got John Schneider, they got John Lynch. That guy's mm-hmm. a smart dude. He's he put is. together a great team. But I know one thing that irks Pete <clears throat> is you know, he did color for Fox, John Lynch. Yep. So I think Pete had some really good, deep conversations with him oh, about yeah. a number of things. And now he knows kind of. How, how they, they go tick. about their business. <laughs> he knows how the Seahawks tick. So not only do you have Russell, who going up against Sherman, and they know each other well, how they go about their business, but they know collectively how they're going to approach every single game. You know, Pete didn't have that ability to sit down with Kyle Shanahan as a GM no. or Schneider, so to speak, back and forth. So there's kind of like some inside information. So how much do they change what they do going down there on Monday? I mean, they're definitely... That egomania football, we're going to run it right at you. This yeah. is what we're going to do. We're not going to change. Maybe it's that. But do they start pulling some stuff out? Because they don't reveal the whole playbook in the beginning of the season, first half of the year. They start pulling things out. And and under Pete Carroll, they're wildly successful in November and December. They are. It's crazy how they just suddenly hit the gas. But they got to fix the defense. And those guys know that. that. They're in the locker room Sunday. They've said it all week. They, they have to collectively come together. And there's veterans and some young guys that are just missing spots and you know, I mean, Trey looked terrible last week at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they couldn't stand watching Tedrick anymore despite some big plays he had, I guess. You know, yeah. they, he's he's done. Um, and we'll, we'll see if the new guy, um, Diggs, Diggs ends Diggs, up playing. Yeah. You know, maybe he can make a difference. So. I, I think that is the difference with the Seahawks teams. Those teams that were able to get hot late in the season had good defenses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, hey, we have something that we – because to me – what can the Seahawks hang their hat on? The one thing they can is we have Russell Wilson. Right. Outside of that, I'm not really sure what they can hang their hat on. Because they talk about we want to run the ball. Well, they're kind of middle of the pack mm-hmm. in terms of success, efficiency, in terms of yards per game, they in terms of running the ball. Outs. Yeah, like, like they're not like they want to be an elite running team, but they're not. Right. They want to get after the quarterback, but make they them uncomfortable. They don't. <laughs> they want to challenge receivers. They want to they don't. I mean they have Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright. KJ, I mean, let's be honest. I think he's probably lost a step. Mm-hmm. Bobby, I think, is probably still the best linebacker in football. Right. So you have arguably the best quarterback, arguably the best linebacker. Outside of those two, what can the Seahawks hang their hat on? Yeah. Now, granted, one of those is probably the most important aspect of football, thus 7-2. and two. Right. But to me, with the Seahawks team and why I'm kind of hesitant to kind of, I guess, maybe crown them or to be a full believer is because you look at the margin of victory, they're plus 18 on the season. Mm. This is a team that has won seven games, and they're only plus 18 in terms yeah. of outscoring their opponents. That's not much. That's not a too lot. Too many tight games. That's too many tight moments. games. And now when you come and look at the schedule, I mean, we have it posted here. You tell me where the guaranteed victory is. You're at San Francisco. Nope. You have a bye week. You're at Philadelphia. Nope. You ha- you're home for Minnesota. Nope. You're at Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Nope. You're at Carolina. Maybe. And then, then you host Arizona, and then you host San Francisco. Arizona looked really good against the, the Niners. It, maybe maybe one guaranteed win in that 
uh, group lucky. of seven games yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. Like this team is really gonna get tested <laughs> down the stretch. Yeah, seven and two can turn into nine and seven real quick. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> if you do that, you're not gonna be making the playoffs. You're not gonna make the sure. playoffs. Yeah, like, it is. Like, like I don't want to be the bearer of bad news on this Friday. It's a Femi and Ferrari Friday. We like to be happy. Sure, but. They're going to have to pick it up, especially on defense, yep. if they want to at least make a run or have a shot at it. Because Monday can go a long way. If they win Monday, okay, now you start talking about, hey, maybe we can get the division and then host the playoff game, right. which we've talked about in the past being a big thing for them. If you lose Monday, you're pretty much riding the division off. You're now three mm-hmm. games back of the 49ers. Now you're looking at it as, a, okay, where does everybody else stack up? Where's Minnesota stack up? Where does Carolina stack up? Okay, we play them. Where does Philadelphia or Dallas stack up? You're talking about going on the road and being a wild card team. But even with that, and you look at the schedule, there's no guarantee you get to 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. So, who knows? It's Yeah. Monday's going to tell us a lot about the Seahawks and mm-hmm. the trajectory of the season now down going going down toward the stretch run. If you like Garoppolo have all the time in the world, you have like a Cleveland Browns game where you don't oh, even touch the quarterback type of stuff, you, and he just sits back there and picks apart the defense, it's going to be a long night. So, and and then they can run the ball when they want, you know, uh, if that's the case. But, yeah, this this is probably their biggest game of the year right now. And I you think can say so. that about, like, like you said, you point out you know the rest of the year, but this, this it's is a tone setter. huge. Yeah, and, it, it, and especially can maybe bring the Niners back to earth. It mm-hmm. gets them right back in the division again. But you're right. If the Niners come away with this one, they've already beaten the Rams. They will have already beaten the Seahawks. They're undefeated. They've already beaten they're the Cardinals. At that. Yeah. I mean, you know, at best, you can hope for a wild card because it's like it's a, at best, a yeah. three, four-game swing, I guess, if the Niners win. Yeah. Right? They'll be up three games yeah. with only about seven or six to go. Yeah. So that, that's not easy to make up. Yeah, for Seattle, to, it'll be six to go because yeah. yeah, they haven't yeah, had the bye. Have the bye week after mm-hmm. Monday. So safe to say the division's on the line Monday night? I think that's pretty safe to say. Pretty much. It's, yeah. If you win, okay, now let's go head-to-head down the stretch. Let's see what happens. If mm-hmm. you lose, okay, San Francisco's going to go host. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, hopefully we get to see them in the playoffs. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, hopefully not back down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll so. see you in January, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think – you know, going and entering this week, I saw the match and I was like, oh, 49ers are going to blast them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've talked myself into it more or what's the case, but I do think the Seahawks have a chance. Sure. You know, you asked me to pick, I'm going to pick the 49ers, home team, mm-hmm. you know, prime time, big game for them. Their crowd's going to be jacked up. They'll, you know, Murderers. they should be favored. Yeah. They're favored by six, <laughs> according to the folks in Vegas, the people who want Mike's head. Right. Um, but. It's the folks in San Francisco that want, not the folks in Vegas. They don't want Mike's head. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they want his knee. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. My knees. <laughs> but what we're saying, though, is the 49ers should be favored, but the Seahawks do have the ultimate equalizer in Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. If they can start fast, they have to. Because you mentioned the four defensive linemen. If they get down early and those guys are able to kind of just tee off on Russ, no chance. Yep. But if they can keep the game close, you know trailing at halftime by four or three, or maybe we're tied at half, then I think they have a chance to win because it's like, okay, we can run the ball in the second half, we can do the play action, we can do all those types of things. Because San Francisco, they can be ran on. We saw Arizona mm-hmm. yeah. run on them, you know. Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake has been on the Cardinals for five minutes. Right. And he had, <laughs> I think, over 100 yards rushing. Right. So it's like you, the Seahawks want to run the ball. The 49ers, they like to get after the quarterback. You can't run on them. So if you can run on them and kind of keep the game close and not let it get too far away, you know, maybe you can pull off a Russell Wilson last-minute drive and steal a victory on a rival's home field. So Yeah, that'd be cool. Convert on third down, keep the 49ers off the field. Keep and them off the field. Get some nice drives going. Because, so. you know, Kyle Shanahan, you know, the last 10 days he's been cooking up some plays. Yep. Because he, in terms of play callers, is he's up there mm-hmm. and stuff. And very young, very brilliant. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. You're going down there. It's a busy, busy weekend. You're flying down yeah. day of. Monday morning with Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So he can do that with that. With that game, it's yeah. pretty cool. You know, yeah. was it, was that originally scheduled the day of flight, or was it? Oh yeah. Okay, you originally. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was because of the the MLS Cup final. Because you anything. fly into San Jose, which is the best airport in America, right yeah. up there with Orange County, in my opinion. And it's right across the street. You get your car, and the stadium's about 10, 15 minutes away. Paul, it's it right there on. Nice. You see it right off of the highway. Right there, you're closer. Yeah, yeah. travel tip. 
if you go down to a game, don't fly an SFO. You fly oh, in San no. Jose. Yeah, yeah, do not fly it's an right SFO. There. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, the no, stadium I've, right there. I've made that trip covering Gonzaga women's basketball, right. taking on Stanford. Fly right into San Jose. Great little airport. Straight shot right yep. there to Stanford. TSA, you, when you're leaving, is great. You, yeah, you drive by uh, San, uh, Levi's as you mm-hmm. get into Stanford area. Also, there is a in and out right off of that highway. Yeah, if and they do have a Jamba Juice at the airport. You can you can get Jamba Juice at the airport. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun if, 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 if you want to get your juice. I bring you back a java juice, but I think it's gonna. No, I, I think I can yeah. find one here. <laughs> it's I appreciate the gesture though. Always sick of everybody. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Well, go Sounders, go Huskies, yeah. go Cougs. We can talk about them. Oh my um, gosh, we didn't talk yeah. about them. We're at fifty minutes on this podcast. Oh my god, because there's been a lot to get to. I know you have a lot here. to get to in terms of your six o'clock sportscast. Yeah. So we'll try to wrap this up soon here. Cougs, they are taking on. Cal. Cal Bears. Who knows what happens in that game? Uh, Washington State is, a, I think, a seven and a half point favorite. Might be an eight point favorite. It's interesting. Uh, I say, say this: California gives up the. They're right up there. They give up only like one touchdown through the air per game. Really good you secondary. Have to run on that. Really yeah. good secondary. So that's Wilcox for you. Right and there. on Wilcox, he's went up against Leach, and like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of, Cal kind of plays it similar. Yeah. Husky style defense that the Cougs have had trouble with. I mean they. The, amidst all the Minshew mania last year, the one team that they had trouble with before Washington was Cal. Mm-hmm. That was an ugly game. I think they won 19-13. Oh, God. The year ugly. prior, yeah. WSU was rolling. They were eighth in the country. Went to Cal on a Friday night. Got beat 37-3. to So, what we're saying is Cal knows how to defend the air raid. Look out. Mm-hmm. See what happens. We'll see what happens. With that said, uh, Femi and Ferrari... Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, yeah, Anchor, wherever and, else you listen yeah. to your podcast. We're, we're glad we got you to Vantage. So enjoy the rest of your ride to Spokane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, fifty minutes will get you to Vantage. <laughs> you are now probably approaching Snoqualmie. Uh, so, <laughs> so enjoy the trip. <laughs> <laughs> We're signing off here, like we said, big weekend. But this is why we really do this stuff, folks, is the fun weekends like this. Like we said, Huskies going on tonight. We got Cougars Saturday, Sounders Sunday, Seahawks Monday. Enjoy the ride. We're going to enjoy it as well. Definitely. Mike, any last thoughts? Have a great weekend, man. Thank you. you great well. having you here. Can't wait for Sunday. All right. Go Sounders, folks. We'll see you later.